Alrighty, hey there, true believers, and welcome to episode 23 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is our discussion of Thor, the Dark World, as part of our MCU in Rewind series. But we're getting a little bit ahead of myself. I gotta introduce myself first. For those of you who don't know me, I'm your. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading the wrong intro here. Huh. The curator of cinema and host for the evening, Christian Macias. Alongside me today is the friendly neighborhood co-host of all things Marvel and Destiny, Eric Segan. How are you today? I I am good. Um, Tessa uh, went to go have dinner with some friends who are throwing the baby shower for her, and she brought me home some Orleans shrimp and grits. So I'm very ready to eat that after this episode. Shrimp and grits. I have not mm -hmm. heard of this combo before. Is it, I'm assuming it's good. Comfort yes, food. it's very good. It, it depends on where you get it, but the place that she gets it from, it's very good. They like this nice. I don't do much spicy stuff because my body doesn't handle it uh, that well, but this Cajun sauce they have, it's got a nice. It's one of those things where I hate it when people say that something super spicy is that's the flavor. I'm like, no, that's not the flavor. Um, but this one has a nice flavor to spice ratio where it's like, okay, this is really good. So I'm very ready to have it. I love a subtle heat element. I won't lie to you, Eric. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit it. You'll notice, uh, friends watching, that uh, Ruben is not here today. He had some personal stuff he had to take care of. Uh, we miss you, Ruben. Love you. We love you, Ruben. But until then, we've got some updates for the week for you. Um, assuming all goes to plan, we've got a slew of shows for you for the rest of the week. Uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, we're recording an episode of The Cross Media Show with a review of free guy uh thursday if all is looking well we'll have the penultimate games show with a recap of the pokemon presents live stream and then ruben finally got his graphics card in so we're gonna we're gonna hope that he's able to stream some pc games starting very soon maybe some split gate thrown in there some more mcc phasmophobia who knows we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but until then stay tuned saw that free guy yesterday it was pretty fun yeah, I recommend. Uh, I I would recommend it. The first half is not great, but the second half is when it really hits home. Okay, it's really good. Uh, the trailers were bad for this movie. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. The trailers for this movie were very bad. Uh, but this movie's got actually a surprising amount of heart. So, um, and Ryan I Reynolds is just fun to watch. So. I would have loved if that movie was able to stream like from home, to be honest. Like I'm not rushing out to go to the theater for this one. Yeah. I will be rushing out for another movie uh, we're going to bring up in just a second. But before then, we've got the Marvel News of the Week for you. Let me tell you, got quite a few items here for you today. Yay. Uh, it's just us two, so I think we can start off with just a short discussion. The first episode mm -hmm. of What If premiered last week. Um, I want your 30-second review of the episode. Again, uh, it was uh, Captain Carter was the uh, the yeah. episode. Um, let's see. Let me start. Let me get a timer going so I can do this for actually oh, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be 30 seconds. You can go a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, so it was fun. Uh, I really, this, I actually, I know we saw trailers, but seeing the animation style in an episode, I really grew on the animation. Because when it first started, I'm like, oh, this animation doesn't look that great. Actually seeing an episode wasn't that bad. I liked it. Um, it was fun. It was just like, what what if Peggy was Captain Carter? So that it was fun seeing her um, beat up Nazis. That's always great. Uh, 
it was good that uh, Dominic Cooper came back. Um, let's see. I really liked Josh Keaton as Steve. Same. I thought he was good. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, Sebastian Stan, but it really sounded like he phoned that one in. Oh, dude, oh, I man. know. Yeah, it was, it was, it, you could it, tell, it, but it was fine. Yeah, it, it was good. It was fun 30-minute episode of just um, little subtle differences here and there, but I liked it. It's a good start to a bunch of cool little stories. I'm glad it's 30 minutes. I'm glad yeah. this episode's like 30 minutes. I think that's going to be fun. That said, like, first of all, I, I really enjoy the animation style as well. I know a few people didn't, and I don't understand why they didn't, because, like, it's just the medium. Like, it looks fine, you know? It gets the it gets the message across, and it's just a fun cartoon. Um, but to your second point, I wish that first episode was a bit different. Like, Captain Carter obviously rules as, like a, like, a character. I think she's really cool. But I think, like, the first half of the episode was basically just Captain America 1 and having to rush through that. So I think the yeah. later half of the episode kind of struggled for me. But from what I hear, the next two are supposed to be pretty good. And then uh, Disney, I think, or Marvel dropped that the next episode is um, about T'Challa. So yep, that should be fun. And that drops tomorrow yeah, night. I'm, yep. I'm very excited about that. Sweet. There we have it. Ringing endorsement from Christian and Eric today. Yeah, I think this is good because I know we as a show, we're not doing episodes of What If. We're not doing reviews like we were with WandaVision and all that stuff. So I think going forward when we have these, just a nice 30-second thing because, you know, we still don't. They say it's canon. It's not canon. Who cares, <laughs> really? Um, but, yeah, it's a fun show. So I, f- I forget his name, but I know he's in um, what's the HBO show with, like, uh, Westworld? West, Westworld as The Watcher. He does a great job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love his voice. Our next bit of Marvel news. Uh, tickets for Shang-Chi are available right now starting today for pre-order. So make sure to get yours today if you feel comfortable uh, going to the theater in this Delta environment. Mask up if you are planning to go. I do have something about this, actually. Oh, sure. Um, so obviously, you know, there's a lot going on with Disney right now. Disney and Marvel, probably a little butting of heads at the moment you know scarlett johansson stuff mm-hmm. um so i remember that this was like two days ago two three days ago bob chapik the ceo of disney right now he um he called this because they said you know shang chi is still going to be in theaters 45 days exclusive window and then he called it this movie an experiment like to see like okay we'll see how this goes with like 45 days how we feel about it um Mm. And that kind of rubbed uh, some of the cast members the wrong way. Uh, I know Seaman Lou. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Seaman Lou. Seaman Lou. I think you can. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He was like, he went out. He said, like, we are not an experiment and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, because I think that um, it's tough already. Because this movie is going to do wonders in terms of representation for the MCU, just like Black Panther was. Um, this movie is going to do hopefully lots of good things for representation for the Asian community. And, you know, to come out and say like, oh yeah, this movie's just an experiment. Like, no, this is, this not, movie is not an experiment. This movie is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. So I, so like Bob Chappick, the CEO, I, I'm not liking him whatsoever. Like Me I know either. we discussed this in the Facebook group. Like he's definitely like the numbers guy. Like, so a typical CEO. Yeah. But I feel as though he just, he doesn't really care about the creative side, which um, is a bummer. Cause I know like CEO is going to be different. Like a C one CEO and another CEO are going to be different. I, I felt that like Bob Iger would 
sometimes his faults. He still cared about the stuff Disney was making. Um, and like, I don't know, I felt more welcome to listen to him because he had like that nice, all right, sit down, son, we're going to have a chat. Whereas Bob Chappick is just cold. And, and, and again, I don't personally know the guy, but this is just everything we see of him. It's just paint by the numbers CEO. And it's just, oh, it's Jung Chi's not an experiment. Please go see it so we can get more cool stuff like this. I'm very ready for this movie. Yeah, like you said, I know you say in the Facebook group, you and Tessa are pretty adamant like about Bob Chappick that he's just a very much by the numbers guy. You guys talked about how he is like previously a um, he ran he the, run the, the, parks. Par- the parks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's all about numbers. And like for sure, I'm, I'm sure that's what he meant when he said like the experiment uh, talking about like the release, like the 45 day window from like theaters and then moving to like streaming platforms. And like we know that's what he meant. But like there are connotations there clearly about like race for for the characters and the cast that are this movie like for sure would rub some folks the wrong way because again like you mentioned this movie is more than just uh, an experiment it's it's about representation and like what it means for the asian community finally getting a lead role a marvel movie like a tentpole movie means a lot to so many people it's like you know akin to like a, a black panther so to call it an experiment just takes so much away from them and it yeah. shouldn't so yeah yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I didn't, I didn't see that. That's awesome. That's yeah. Get Bob out of here. Get Chappick out of here. Yeah. Next, we're we're gonna turn to look at some rumors from the Reality Stone. I needed a good tagline for our little rumor mill here. Uh, this was a rumor, but apparently is now confirmed to be true. Uh, this comes from five one five zero Amrit on Twitter, who tweeted. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is currently being dubbed over in India. Uh, so my question is, do you believe that? And and then, if so, how soon do we see a trailer? I don't know. I think we got to see one. Because at this point, like we talked about last week. Like, I'm really tired of talking about this trailer. Yeah. Like, re- release it or not. It's fine. Like, obviously, like, going into this, like, this movie is reaching hype levels like unseen we've seen before in quite some time probably since endgame we've like a movie this hype with well, just so what like what could happen and at this point it's just like i think we're gonna get it before shang chi i think you gotta put it before that movie uh because you know when that movie when shang chi comes out that's three months until spider-man comes out and we have nothing so i i don't mm. know uh it's just that said, if they're still like in the process of, you know, getting the trailer ready to drop, I don't see them, you know, even doing like a teaser, like ready to go by the time Shang-Chi is out. I mean, if that movie, like those like tapes, I don't know, the film, film needs to go out to the theaters like very soon and then screeners go out, right? So, yeah, I don't see a trailer being ready to go by, it's before September 3rd, so. Yeah, I just... I mean, next, I month, next month, though, right? Yeah, I, I need to see... I, I just want to be a fly in the wall of the marketing rooms when like trying to figure out what the fuck are we going to do? Because obviously, a big thing, we don't like Delta variant yeah. and stuff coming out. So we don't... Like, there's the rumors and speculation that No Way Home's getting delayed. So. Fuck. This poor movie. It's just never going to come out. people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll come out with uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Let's drop a yeah, trailer let's, there. Let's, let's go. 
some more rumors here for you. Uh, sources have not confirmed it, but we'll see if it's true or not. Uh, we may have gotten a first look at the titular Moon Knight suit over on Twitter. And I, I got to pull this tweet up again. I, I need to take another look. Eric, what do you think of the suit? Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. Like he, it, oh man, just um, got the moon and everything. It just, it looks like a mummy, which is really cool. It's scary looking, you know, like this, uh, this thing showed up, try to beat the crap out of you. I'd be terrified. Um, I like the white eyes, obviously, you know, that's probably VFX. It's probably yeah. not how the costume really looks. I, I like the hood. I, I like this. So if it's fake, man they missed out on a good opportunity because that's really good looking that's a really good looking suit we are missing a cape but i think it works here with like the just the hood i think that's like a cool like you i don't think the cape is necessary the thing that was like a surprise to me is the suit isn't white like mm -hmm. i know i haven't read moon knight comics but like from what i've seen throughout like i was introduced to moon knight like you like just a bunch of youtube videos just like watching videos about moon knight and from my understanding, his suit was always white. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, so there's a lot of different variations. There's like the pure white, and then um, oh, the white. You've black got some one. runs. Yeah, there's some where it's a little darker gray right here. So, and it could be just this photo. This photo could just be. This could be like a is the dress yellow or gold situation where <laughs> we're looking at this. It could be like very white, and it's just it's it could be just a bad photo. But that's true. We'll we'll, we'll see. But I also love like the mask covering his face and like you said the 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 crest of the half moon like at the center of the hood. Yeah, it's cool. I made the joke Dune Knight over on the uh, the little messenger group because it reminds me a little bit of the Dune suit and of the new Dune that's coming out this year in a little ways. Mostly just like the gray color scheming and a lot of like patterns like on the chest area. But it is a cool suit if it even if it is fake. It's a very cool suit indeed. Did you see how Ethan Hawke got in the movie? Oh, dude, what a oh, the you, show? you tell, you tell, yeah, great, great story. Yeah. So apparently, you know, they were just chilling. I forget where it was. This is, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but apparently Oscar Isaac was just walked into a coffee shop or something. Ethan Hawke was there. They're like, hey, I like that you and this. Hey, I liked you and this. Hey, you want to do Moon Knight? Sure. Dude, I I love those two guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. What an awesome way to like get get uh, Ethan Hawke into Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, I love you, Oscar Isaac, as well. Finally, that, that leads us to our last bit of news. Actually, I'm saving this. I almost forgot. I'm saving this for actual discussion uh, when okay. we actually start. So keep an eye on some Alan Taylor news that broke just yesterday or two days ago. So mm -hmm. I saw that. For now, we're getting into our topic of the show, which is, of course, Thor The Dark World. Released. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Released on November 8th, 2013 with a budget of around $170 million and a box office of $644.8 which doesn't sound a lot comparatively, comparatively, but it is not a box office flop, according to, um, I don't know, analysts, what you want to call them. It did well. It, got, it tripled its money about-ish, so not a flop. Before we get started, we usually start with kind of a theater experience of... of the MCU movie. Do you remember yours for this one? I don't really. Me either. <laughs> I really don't. Me either. <laughs> I, I just I remember going to see it, and 
I remember I saw it in theaters. I don't remember how I felt about it at the time. So, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's what happened. I that's, just went to go see it. That speaks volumes about the movie, if I'm being honest. I remember before mm-hmm. the movie released, there was like rumors on Twitter and like just online in general. They're like, yeah, Thor supposedly gets his arm cut off in this movie. And I remember thinking, no way. That sounds so insane. I, I can't believe they're going to do that. And I mean, we'll get into it. They, they do it, but like, yeah. like, oh, it's it's this kind of way. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. So, sixty second review of the movie. Just some quick fire thoughts. What is it good? Is it bad? How, how does this movie fare out this time around for you? Okay. Uh, so I did like a full like MCU watch last year during the pandemic. So I I pretty much have a. They're all pretty much fresh in my brain. Um, Obviously, I'm probably going to watch Winter Soldier before we do Winter Soldier episode, because obviously Winter Soldier is great. Uh, with this yeah. movie, though, uh, it's okay. That, that's it. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Uh, it's entertaining. Um, it is to the bottom of my list, I think. Let me let me check. Um... Oh, did you do you have a current ranking or is this your previous ranking that you Yeah, uh, this is my current all right, so I have it third from the bottom. Dark World. Um So I'm assuming not... that's over um Hulk, probably. Yeah. And then yeah. one other one. Captain Marvel. But um Oh okay, okay. So um so yeah, this is okay. Like, there are a lot of forgettable things about this movie. Very much. We'll get into those parts. Uh, best parts, Loki. Loki parts in this movie are the best mm-hmm. parts. And that's, I think for me, that's why it's not, a, you know, the worst of the MCU. Because the Loki parts were really good. Um, and they were just sprinkled in there between all the, eh. Yeah, the title I put for this underneath the discussion questions is A Bad Movie with some good scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, and that is a stretch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, the cinematography for the movie is actually, like, really good. Like, the color grading is fantastic. I still think the visual effects stand up very well. And we'll get into some specifics a little just in just a bit. Um, But I, I do think it's probably the most forgettable of, of a lot of the MCU movies. Sadly, like, the first Thor 1 and 2. I think I, I much rather enjoy the first Thor a lot more than, than this one, if I'm being honest. But after I, this was a struggle for me to get through last night. I had to break it up and, and start it again this morning. And I was like, wow, I'm, I don't even remember it being like this, like much of a drag to watch. Like, I think I enjoyed watching Hulk, Hulk a bit more, even though I think this is the better movie. I remember there was an article back in like, dude, God, this was late 2012 i remember reading an article saying how like man of steel and thor the dark world were the biggest movies for these franchises right now because you know man of steel had to launch this thing for the their dc the dceu and mm-hmm. thor the dark world had to prove like okay how can marvel you know obviously the iron man movies are super successful obviously the avengers movie was super success- successful but the first thor movie was not received that well and like here's a new thor movie how are we going to be like, okay, let's go back to the Asgardian stuff, which was not that well received. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it happens. Luckily Thor in the end turns out really, really good, but he, you just needed like this one little misstep. 
You know, I actually have a question about what you just said about Thor. We'll, we'll get that in a second. But I think, and it's also uh, leads back to Alan Taylor's story, which I have towards the end. But just as a tease for you, I think why this movie suffers it's a, is its script. I don't think is the strongest. Like they almost kind of don't know what to do. Like they know how to do like character moments, like with Loki, with Thor, with Frida, very well. But everything else is just kind of okay. And I'm like specifically Malekith is just oh. Just written, just very milk toast. Yep. Uh, it was, well, yeah. I see you have it here on the notes. We'll get to Malekith, but yeah, there's there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of not great in this movie, but there are some pretty really good moments, really nice character moments in this movie. Too. Yeah, we can just go down the notes like we did last time. Just some like, yeah. major stuff that's happening in the movie. So the yeah. first one is uh, it, it starts off well. We have the like narration scene, which is just kind of weird, but after that, we're seeing like legit the consequences of loki's actions from avengers which i think is really cool um the only thing that was weird for me was when i thought about it is the timing's weird it's been like almost two years since or like a year and a half i think since um new york the incident in new york and he's barely getting into into trial which i found was kind of weird because it seems like it's it's happening like right after new york yeah I i don't know what you think there I think it was just because these Asgardians live for a very long time. I think just a year is just a toss in the bucket for them. So it's like, all right, let's put them in prison real quick. Okay, all right. Maybe there was unrest between all the realms. I forget really. And it was, was. All right, now I got, yeah. All right. So like now I got time. All right. All this is happening. Thor is dealing with all that stuff. All right. I'm good right now. Loki, here's the trial. So we also have another strange element in the movie which is just the the ether altogether which is cool to look at but it 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 does end up being the reality stone except it's not a stone it's a liquid and it's only for this movie and then it just never is a liquid ever again yep and i don't know why why it was like that i i don't know either uh it, it was a plot device that was about it I, that's I, all it was i literally don't know what else to say about the ether because it was just like it got and i freak i legit forgot how it got into natalie portman like i know she goes through that portal and she has like visions or something and then she wakes up and it's just in it's in her mm-hmm. i think that's right yes uh, yeah so she goes into like that space between realms and then she gets she touches the ether and it goes in her uh Funny enough, you mentioned the script earlier. The funny thing about this script was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, which I is know. weird because, you know, they did Winter Soldier, Captain America. They did a, they did Civil War, both uh, Avenger, Infinity War and Endgame. So it's like, those are really fucking good. But it wasn't and just them, you know? Like, the Russos did did a lot of the heavy lifting, I think, for those movies. Yeah, and so they did a script polish on Guardians one uh they also did pain and gain so Disney movie uh, uh will beeman i know you're out there i know you like that movie so that was fine that was a fun movie uh but yeah it just shows that not every not every script's a hit okay you brought it up so i'm gonna bring it up now we're gonna move the alan taylor news to, to right here to insert it into our conversation okay so this week uh an ign article went live about alan taylor post uh, Thor of the Dark World and how he felt. Um, Essentially, uh, the director, Alan Taylor, recalls losing the will to live as a director 
after fan backlash to Thor 2 and then Terminator Genesis. So two not-so-great movies back-to-back. Um, and then if you read on in the article, um, it talks about what, one of my main issues with this movie, which is the script. I didn't know that Patty Jenkins was supposed to be directing this movie originally, and she bailed because of the script. She was like, this is not... I, I don't know if I can direct this. This is not workable. And then Marvel Studios was talking about how like they wanted it to to her to, to, to stick to that. So she didn't have a lot of creative freedom, which didn't jive with her. And so she left. And Taylor was like, okay, well, then I'll, you know, I'll work with this. So just wanna, I want to get your thoughts on like just Alan Taylor all, like, all together here. So you, Alan Taylor was known for basically being like really a TV guy. Mm-hmm. Um, before this, so he did. Uh, let's see, what he did Homicide, Life on the Streets, did a few episodes of Oz, Sex in the City. He did a yeah, he did a few Sopranos, did a few West Wing, uh, Deadwood, obvious Mad Men. Obviously, he's known for doing Game of Thrones. That was like his big thing. That's the big stuff he was doing before Thor: The Dark World. I think that's why they brought him on because maybe like you know the fire, fire the uh, fantasy elements may. Um, um, so he did do the episode where Ned Stark got beheaded. So maybe that was like his, oh, maybe this guy can do it. Uh, he did like the premiere for the second season. He did a few good episodes. Um, so, and then he did Beyond the Wall. Beyond the Wall. He oh, did the, the episode. Yeah, it was uh, season seven, episode six. I think that's the one when... Uh, fucking Game of Thrones. I swear. Something happened. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Things happen. Um, so I can see why, you know, just the lead up to Throw the Dark World was very tumultuous. I think that's the word I'm looking for here. Um, just directors going in and out. And then probably he came up out of nowhere, just like off the bench. Um, and then did this, try to put what did what he could. And obviously fan back fan backlash. People are dicks on the internet. Let's be real. I know that most of the people who criticize these movies like this probably can't make movies like this. You know, oh, it, it's sure. really hard to do. Yeah, like they, it's really hard to make movies. It really is. So it's it's easy for some people to like you know sit on their keyboard, phone, or whatever, and type out just like, oh, this sucks. You're the worst director ever. Um, but he he did what he could, and you're right. The script is not. The script is what makes this movie not great. Like, there's not a lot of good stuff in this. Terminator Genesis, I never saw. I never. It saw was not very good. I um, I thought it was f- kind of fun, but so yeah. I never saw. I never saw that movie. The last Terminator movie I actually saw was Terminator Three. I didn't see the Salvation one with Christian Bale. I didn't see. Oh my god, I'm thinking of Salvation. I have not seen Genesis. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. Um. So, um. I, it's tough. Like I know he hasn't really done a bunch of stuff after this. Yeah, I think. Well, he's making Dark a movie. He's making a movie that's coming out this year, the Sopranos uh, prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, York. that's right. He did. Maybe that will get some um, love back because that's a solid cast. I think that's People why they love. made they did this article. Is that he talks about how he had to re- like rekindle his love for filmmaking, which I think mm-hmm. we see with you know the Sopranos movie that's coming out. But I love the quote that Patty Jenkins gives that I didn't even read. Uh, she did not believe that I could make a, 
did not believe that I could make a good movie out of the script that they were planning on doing, it would have looked like it was my fault. And like she's she ended up being right. Like people blame Alan Taylor for Thor: The Dark World. I mean, to be fair, you are the director. You have to you know bring the vision of the movie to life, and like he did what he could. But oh man, I I, I felt so bad for the guy. Like after reading yeah. this. Yeah, it's 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 just a bummer. You try to put your heart and soul and your work, and you know when it's it's okay. Like if if your movie isn't received well, and it's like, all right, here's constructive criticism about it. Okay, here's the problems I have with the movie. But when you turn it into you know hate and vitriol and stuff, I mean, it's just a movie. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like as much as I love Marvel MCU, they're just movies. That's all they are. Um, so it's gotta suck. So I, I hope people like, I don't really like Sopranos that much, but I hope people like his movie and I hope, um, yeah, I hope he keeps making movies because that's what he loves to do. So. Alan Taylor catch this dub. We're, 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 we're all rooting for you over here at the moment. You did, you did what you could, Alan Taylor. There's yeah. only so much the script allowed. Let's talk about a few characters in this movie. Let's start with just Thor in general. I kind of like this version of Thor, like for the most part. Like, he's a little bland. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it's kind of a boring take on Thor, but like every time he's like stoic or like a person that has like this, you know, be worthy of being this hammer. He's honorable. Like I enjoy those parts of it. Like he's doing his best with what he's given, and I don't have any issues with him at all. Yeah. Uh. uh right here, I think you have the. Um, yeah. Stoic door, yeah. He's fine. I think the costuming improved definitely over Avengers and Thor yeah. 1. So, like, Thor 1 looks so bad. The hair and everything. The uh, it, it was bad. The costume was fine. Uh, Avengers, it gets a little better. You know, the hair gets a little longer. This one, Thor Dark Roy really has some braids and stuff. And, like, the costume looks really good in this one. The Thor outfit looks really good. So he looks like really like Thor in this movie, I think. Um, but the braids were so cool. Yeah, it, it was fine. That, that's what it was. I thought Thor was okay. You know, um, it's trying to reach out to Loki in some parts, which were really good. Obviously, the Thor Loki moments are the best. Some of the best parts of the MCU. Um, but I don't know. A Thor definitely gets better. Um, it's no Ragnarok or Infinity War, but it was fine. It's He's being Thor. And this is around the time I think people thought, like, oh my god, Thor's obviously the worst. Oh part yeah. of the MCU. People like, thought that after I, Thor won, which is was a surprise yeah. to me. Because I enjoyed Thor One. Yeah, because I remember we talked about um two weeks ago with Avengers. I remember when Thor jumped on the Quinjet when he introduced, everyone was clear clearing and <laughs> everyone was cheering and clapping. So um I, I guess this is the one where it's just like the Thor brand, quote unquote, really took a hit with this movie. Um, because it's just, there's not much to it. Like, we don't. Yeah. Now that you mention it, like, Joss Whedon knew how to, like, at least make Thor kind of a comedic character. Like, he he's not, like, a dumb. Kind of like he is in the, he's a little bit dumb in Ragnarok. But, like, he's making jokes in Avengers. I don't get that in Thor the Dark World, really. Like I don't, I don't see any other side to him other than just like, I am Thor. I don't know. And then even Natalie Portman, which I I love Natalie Portman and Kat Dennings. Like Kat Dennings is like, thank God for her in this movie. I enjoy watching her. 
Um, but Natalie Portman just kind of reduced to to just this girl that needs saving up until like the very end, which, which is such a bummer. Yeah, I think that I think that could have been like one of the reasons why she bowed out after it, because I think I remember she was very pissed that Patty Jenkins left, if I remember correctly. Um, so I think that was like her. All right, I'm done after this movie. I'm not going to be in the MCU anymore. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, oh, she was right. Yeah, she basically was just like, yep, I got something in me. Uh, it's an escort mission, this movie. Um, pretty much what it is. Uh, an escort mission. So yeah, that's that's all she is. And so I can see why people didn't like Jane. This was not, she was much better in Thor 1. Like she had purpose mm-hmm. in what she was doing. Like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a fucking physicist. I'm going to figure this shit out. Um, and this one is just, oh no, I went into the scary place and now i have something in me pop all right that's pretty much all i got even uh so. even eric selvig is like just kind of reduced to just a joke mm-hmm. I, I i i still have not found it funny when he's like running around stonehenge naked i was like oh, why why is this here mm-hmm. there's also odin who i noted in my in my notes that like I, he felt too too mean in this I I call him a xenophobic in this just because like Jane shows up in Asgard and he's like what what is she doing here get her out of here she's got they've got their own you know scientists in their places they're called doctors like let them deal with her it's like dude like what this is like this is your your son's like love interest here like she has the ether inside of her take care I think of he this didn't woman. know that at that time and then like it went out then the ether you know at that moment True. went out and then he was like oh whoa hold on um so yeah i see what you're saying odin was a little bit of a a dick he's not Um, he's not the warm odin that i kind of knew from the beginning of thor one and the beginning of thor three yeah so yeah odin odin was weird in this one let's talk about frida a little bit because she's i think one of the strongest points of this movie just an overall badass um sees that that thor um you know cares for jane so she's like naturally i care about jane too so like come with me girl i'll take care of you does so in like the coolest way um and then ultimately sacrifices herself for Jane. are you saying frida or frigga is it frigga it's frigga oh thank you so much i wrote frida the entire time frigga gotcha. with a g yeah two g's two g's okay thank you so much mm-hmm. uh and then you know loki's last words to his mom are just like it, it hit oh my me God. after it's like you know you're not my mother and that's like the last time they ever spoke to each other. That's got to be brutal for Loki. I never, then, I never realized that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to, before I forget, like, and especially when the scene in Loki, when he sees like, oh, you might want to take the stairs to the left. He didn't know his mom was up there, and that caused his mom to die. So yeah, like, you definitely. Oh man, you're right. She is the goat of this movie. She's yeah. the best part. There's that one scene where Thor shows up to, you know, bust Loki out of prison. And Thor's like, you know, enough of your games. And he reveals his true self. And I'm dumb. The first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh, he's just, like, really tired of being in prison. Like, he's going insane in there. No, he was, like, so angry at himself for, like, the last conversation that he had with his mother that she's now dead. He's in grief. And I was like, fuck, that scene is, like, the aftermath of this scene is really good. I really enjoy this. That's the best scene in the whole movie, where it's like, enough of the games. And then you just see Loki for what he really is at this moment in time. And so, um, 
yeah, uh, that was, oh, and especially like I know, like when Frigga gets killed, as much as you know, this movie is blamed for some things. That was so cool when Thor just came out of nowhere, just blasted Malekith in the face with the lightning. Oh my god, it was so cool. It's all, it's kind of tragic too, because if you were to show up, God, I don't know, five ten seconds earlier. He could have potentially stopped Malekith, but he was just a you know, scratch too late, and like she died. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. And then you got because I I know. Let's see. We have okay. I see the Malekith. Okay, I see the Malekith part. Um, but yeah, I, and especially like her funeral scene was very pretty. Um. Oh, when, when she's getting like the Vikings the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That was a very beautiful shot. Um, and so that's it, another example of like there are a lot of fun, good moments in this movie that is just outweighed by you know the overarching plot, which is not that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring up the cameo of Stanley uh, when they're getting uh, Eric Selvig out of the mental hospital, and uh, Stanley is there. I forget what he says. Yeah, can I have my shoe back? That's right. Yeah. Quirky Stanley cameo. Not my favorite, but like glad you got to speak in this one. We will definitely rank it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. We also have, I think, I mean, well, of course it's him, right? Uh, uh, a Chris Evans cameo when Loki transforms into uh, into Captain America for just, just that brief moment. That was That was really good. Because it's like Chris Evans is playing Loki, playing Captain America, uh, so that that was that was fun. I remember that. I remember that scene. In the movie got a big like uh, laugh and uh, cheer when Chris Evans showed up. Yeah, you know, and it so, kind of yeah, it, it kind of made me think of Thor three, and honestly, how some of the best like uh, moments. Why the MCU is so strong is that they're able to utilize all these characters from their other movies and each other's movies. So, like, the Hulk is able to show up in Thor Ragnarok, and they're able to have, like, a story together. Thor the Dark World just seems so isolated. And for a good reason, like, it's a story about, like, Thor and his brother and his mom. Well, we kind of got that already in Thor 1. Um, I, like, there's no way you could do it with another MCU character in it, but it just reminds me of how great those stories are, like, once we get into, like, Phase 3. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, and then we, have, of course, have the, the moment that I mentioned earlier, which is when uh, Thor and Loki are teaming up, which is a very well-done action scene, I think, when they're, they're, they're fighting together. They're fighting against Malekith on this, like, liminal space where all the stuff is going, all the shoes, the cars, etc. Yeah, Spothelheim, I think is what the place is, the realm. One of the realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and audiences don't know but you know obviously thor and loki do they set up this cool moment where you know they essentially trick malekith by thinking that thor has like lost his arm in battle and then he gets it back and calls the hammer in and it's just like it, what a what a cool moment uh i remember that the boat scene you know when they take loki out of asgard was really cool you know with the warriors three um and zach levi know, yeah Zachary Levi was in this. You're right. Uh, Josh Dallas wasn't in this movie. Um, so yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, oh, I forgot about this part. I one of the funniest moments in the movie were when they take Loki out, and every single time it's like, you know, <laughs> if you betray him, 
let me guess. You'll kill me? Evidently, there will be a line. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, but yeah, just the boats when they were in Svazelheim, um, and they had like their conversation with one another. Or it's like, you know, like I would I'd do anything for you, Loki, but you know, you're you basically. Um Oh, dude, Thor has that line where he says, I wish I could trust you. And that line I think hits very deep. I love these two brothers. You know what I mean? Oh, they're so good. They're so good together. Mm-hmm. More of them throughout the movie, I think, would have been stronger. Which leads me to my last question, was which is uh Malekith. What what do you think of him as a villain villain? Uh You'll find out later when we rank the villains, but he was so just. I'm a dark elf. I'm going to make the world dark. That's what I'm going to do. That's all. That's really all he was. There was nothing 3D about him. He was there. He showed up. Uh, Curse was in this movie. He was just big, dumb, punch things, dude. Um, And it it was not... I have nothing to say about Malekith. He's boring. <laughs> like, I, mean, I... I'm sorry. Even Ronan the Accuser, I think, who essentially is kind of the same archetype, still has way more of like a like a well-defined character. Kind of like, he's yeah. more dynamic than than Malekith. Yeah, because with Ronan, Ronan was like, look, I'm Kree uh, general, you know, our laws, our ways, it doesn't matter what happens. We're going to do what we can to, you know, save, quote unquote. Cree Empire, you know, he feels like a little redheaded stepchild with, um, I don't know why I used that. I haven't used that phrase in a while. <laughs> uh, uh, to Thanos, where it's like, oh, I'm just not a little kid anymore, dude. Like, I'm, I'll fuck you up when I get this power stuff. Um, but Malekith literally was just, yep, I want to get that thing and make the world dark. That's all. Nothing. I was literally just a, a roadblock in this movie. So, yeah. Malekith. Oh. And it's such a waste of Christopher Eccleston, too. Mm-hmm. Because he's so good. And it was interesting, you know, like, they wrote, like, that language for them to speak. I thought that was cool. But then, doesn't really get used at all. The fight scene between Malekith and Thor was pretty cool. Them jumping all over the place. Oh, I you're crazy. That was yeah, I thought it was like, let's get this over with. And then it, I, it, and was, then it, it ends it, very quickly. It was fun. I thought it was fun. You know, um, then when they jump on top of the giant building, the glass building, and slide down and punching each other, it, it was fun. Um, so that's all I got to say on Malekith. I guess it does. That does kind of lead to some funny stuff with Kat Dennings and then her intern, the intern's intern. I can't remember his name, but that's kind of funny when they end up kissing. Yeah. Meow meow. We get the meow meow. Oh, yeah. She just says it as it like flies. <laughs> yeah forgot about that but yeah I, I would say even like it just ends so quickly like thor's just like i can run in there and he does you know his arms malekin's arms get like blown off via yep. the i don't know what what it mcguffin they're using the, i forget yeah, the devices they the device use. and then thor's just like haha and, and it's done yep and the movie promptly, <laughs> promptly ends after and we get a great scene actually that's not true we get a great scene of thor and what we think to be odin you know about like not wanting the throne i, I think kind of it's kind of a bummer that it ends up being um loki because i think that conversation is actually really well done between the two uh but i mean it, it just shows how good loki is at acting as other people yeah but it also like 
Loki was, I think partially that was Loki on the inside as well. Like, you know, like, even though we disagree on time, you're still Thor, you're still my brother. I still love you very much. I'm, I'm very proud of you for what you did. Um, I still, I think a little bit of that is in there. I know he's trying to be Odin, but deep down, I think Loki. Um, Loki loves Thor very much, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we get more of that in Thor 3. Uh, that's about it. I think I have one one more note, which is just the mid credit scene. We get Benicio Del Toro as a collector, which reminded me, oh my God, we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy soon. Mm-hmm. We're almost yeah, that, that mid credit scene was actually really good uh, because we don't really know about the stones. This is the first time we heard about the Infinity Stones was this movie because we, we had the Tesseract, but we didn't know it was a stone. Sure. And then, you know, we have the ether. We don't know it's a stone yet. Um, and at the end, it's like, it's not what. In hindsight, there's a, there's a note that they say at the beginning when they talk about the ether, they say how the, the others are stones. This one is not. I think Odin says that. Maybe. maybe. I forgot that. I By the way, it was, it, it was cool to, you know, um, hear them say, uh, it's not wise to keep two infinity stones right next to each other. I was like, oh my God, we're doing it. And then when Benicio goes one down, five to go, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. Oh, man, I'm getting chills thinking about that right now. I, that was so fun. I do think that line is a little corny for Benicio de Toro. Like, it's cool when Thanos does it, when Benicio does it, it's like, all right, what are we doing here? Um, but that was directed by James Gunn. I didn't realize that until, really, like, yeah, the post post-credit scene was directed by James Gunn. That's really cool. When is the first time we see the first version of of Thanos when he's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." That was Ultron, but Ultron. we got Guardians. We got Thanos and Guardians, like the full decked out Thanos. That's um, true. Guardians. Yeah. That's the first time we see him. That's right. That's right. We're, I mean, I didn't say it, but and uh, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Huh, this is the last like truly." bottom tier i mean there are other like bottom tier movies yeah. i'm sure but like this is this is basically the hump like from now on it's mostly good stuff from here on out like the mcu is like steady after this like like strong seven eights and then later down like just nines all together yeah so um, what's so the next movie Ruby, uh next movie is captain america winter soldier let's go that's gonna be a fun one um all right, since Ruben's not here, do you want to do the Stanley cameo? Yeah, let me read you what we got so what? far. Uh, number seven is Iron Man 2 as Larry King. Number six, The Incredible Hulk, uh, The Old Man Dying. Number five, Iron Man 3, The Beauty Pageant Judge. Number four, Iron Man as Hugh Hefner. Number three, Captain America, The First Avenger as the White House Medal of Honor commentator who says, I thought it'd be taller, which Ruben loves saying so much because it makes him laugh. Right. Number two, uh, the Avengers, the superheroes in New York. Give me a break. And number one, our our f- famous number one uh, from Thor, the pickup try pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer. Where do we rank this one? It's the uh... right, so you have I have to think here. He actually gets a line to say in this movie, whereas you know Iron Man four through seven, he doesn't have any lines. He's just there. So is it because he has a line that that makes it better than those? I would, I would, I like uh, the smiling Hugh Hefner of him with the 10, like all horny and stuff at the beauty pageant in Iron Man 3 way more than I do the, can I get my shoe back? 
You know what? Okay, you sold me right there. All right. That's yeah. good. Okay. Right below Iron Man 3. I'm okay with that. Thor, the Dark World. Um, Can I get my shoe back? Mental Hospital. Yep. We did it. I think that I think that's a good one. Alrighty. It's, it's villain time. All right, guys. Like we always say, what good is Heroes without some good villains? And so... I think this one's going to be pretty easy this week, but I still need to go over uh, the rest of the list. At number eight, we have Abomination slash Thunderbolt Ross from The Incredible Hulk. At number seven, we have Whiplash slash Justin Hammer over Iron and from Iron Man 2. Number six, we have Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number five, we have Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Number four, we have Red Skull from Captain America, the First Avenger. Number three, we have Taskmaster slash Drakoff from Black Widow. Number two... We have Loki from Thor, and number one, we have Loki from Avengers. I don't think we really need to talk about this one that much because I think this is on the bottom. Number nine, right? This is the, yeah, the, the this word, is yeah. easily <laughs> this is easily number nine because you know, um, at least like with Thunderbolt Ross, there was some history between him and Hulk, um, and the Abomination fight was really fucking cool. Yeah, um, I agree. So, and this one, it was just nope. Also, like, Abomination, as a viewer, like, I'm scared of thinking about him. Malekith, I'm not afraid of. Yeah. And that should have been the case. Goth elf. That's all he is, yeah. but not a cool one. All right. I love how easy it's been so far. I don't know if it's going to be as easy for me here, but we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. It is time to finally rank the Marvel movies. So far, uh, let me read you the list, the current list. Number eight, The Incredible Hulk. Number seven, Thor. Number six, Iron Man 2. Number five, Iron Man 1. Number four, Iron Man 3. Number three, Black Widow. Number two, Captain America, the first Avenger. And number one, the Avengers. Oh, Eric, where, where does this fall for you and why? I have it right now. It's going to be second to last. So Incredible above... Hulk. Over the Incredible Hulk. But before Thor 1. Yeah. So I think... Um... Like we talked about, I think the Loki Thor moments are really, really freaking good in this movie. Um, and that's what, and the Frigo stuff is obviously really good. Um, but everything else was just bland, just bad plot. Whereas Thor, you have that nice Shakespearean, you know, mm -hmm. uh, worthiness tale, uh, learning to be humble. I thought it was really good. And um, so, yeah, that that's where I stand right now. I think number eight, right over the Incredible Hulk. See, that was my first, um, like, where I would place it to initially. And now that I'm staring at the list, I'm like, did I have more fun during the Hulk, though? Like, we get the, the cool chasing during the favela. We get, like, the, the fight in the college. We get, um, what's your name? Uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. Liv Tyler. Uh, yeah. Who I really enjoy. Yeah, good. sure, Edward Norton's kind of a dud here, but do I, do I, I care think, about these characters more than I do in Thor The Dark World? I don't know. But I think, like, in Thor The Dark World, that Thor-Loki relationship, and especially the moments they have together, is what really sells it. Because, obviously, there is cooler fight scenes in the Hulk. But all the characters in the Hulk were basically just... Ugh. Whereas, you know, in this one, I know the script wasn't great, but, like, when Thor and Loki are together... It's so strong. And, you mm -hmm. know, the Frigga-Thor relationship, the Frigga-Loki relationship, where, like, you're starting to get the cracks of Loki. He's not just... He's not a bad guy. 
not really. He's just, um, he's got a lot of problems. And like, you see kind of like his mother taught him how to use magic. You learn that in this movie. Um, so like that mother relationship with him is really strong. So I think um, that's what gives it the edge over the Incredible Hulk for me. Uh, I think you sold me. I think the stuff with, yeah, it reminded me of how enthralled I was when Loki and like Frigga are talking and then just anything to do with Frigga all together in this movie. Like I really, like I was enthralled, like staring at my screen. So I think you're right. I, I agree. I'm doing it as number eight. So the new list goes as follows. We're almost at a top 10. Yeah. Um, Thor that, Dark World, uh, top 10 MCU movie for two weeks. God. Number nine, The Incredible Hulk. Number eight, Thor The Dark World. Seven, Thor. Six, Iron Man 2. Five, Iron Man. Number four, Iron Man 3. Number three, Black Widow. Number two, Captain America, the first Avenger. And number one, The Avengers. Not so bad so far. No, I, I do know we're going to have a shakeup at the top for next week. Um, So, stu- tune in, ladies and gentlemen. We may have, we're going to, well, I don't want to spoil anything potentially a new number one next yeah, week yeah i was gonna say the same thing we, we just might before we end the show eric thank you for coming on is there anything you would like to plug today i would like to plug the fact that um tomorrow everyone who is interested in avengers stuff the avengers game war for wakanda expansion comes out tomorrow with black panther uh and wakanda i saw the war table today it looks really good also highly recommend if you get the chance to go watch greg miller's interview with the cast it's really really good i heard it was Um, a good interview yeah it talks about how how important this character is black panther is a very important character for a lot of people and so it was very it was very nice um to listen to some of that so um avengers is starting to get me in a good place right now um Still got a little bit to go, but from what people have been saying, this is probably going to be the jump it uh, it gets. Like, this is going to be the Avengers Taken King for the Destiny equivalent. So um, I think the Avengers is on sale right now. Uh, pick it up. It's a, it's a fun game. It's got a lot of heart. Um, so that's all I got to say. I'm very excited to play with Black Panther tomorrow. That is true. People who like have that game do kind of enjoy grinding in a game. Like It's just kind of fun just to hang out with people, turn your brain off a little bit, and just... You know, plays an Avenger. Yep. I did find also. Also, I read an interview. They are not making it like a. Oh, Avengers are here to save the day. Like, no, uh, Black Panther and Wakandans are going to do a lot to protect their country, which I thought was nice. Like, we don't need the Avengers coming in to save the day all the time. So, like, I like that. Really cool about that. Yeah. That's cool. Alrighty, you can follow me at ISO Christian over on Twitter uh, for some sweet, nasty Jim Thirst picks. And whatever random BS uh, I'm tweeting about, like, should I buy Tinder Gold? I don't know. You can also I don't follow... think you. I don't think you need it. <laughs> no, I forgot to delete the tweet too, but it's still up there. You can also follow my movie podcast at Large Popcorn. Uh, new episode on the Green Knight this week. So if you need uh, two people to talk, listen, talk about the postmodern reading of the chivalric text. There you have it. You can you can listen there. And I also do a weekly gaming podcast. It's episode 100 this week of Podcast PXN. Got some giveaways there. Some, so if you're looking for to pick, potentially pick up some Game Pass um, nice. codes, you can do so on Wednesday. Otherwise, this has been MCU Rewind. Until next time, folks. Excelsior. <laughs>